Welcome to Season 2 of Visiting's Radio Show, where we talk to artists who are engaged with the public outside the traditional exhibition space. I'm Alan Akagawa. Rostin Wu is an extraordinary artist who brings a diverse set of creative tools to the communities he's worked with. In this episode of Visitings, we'll focus on his project in Willowbrook, a community in South Los Angeles. But um, for more details about this project and all his other projects, you can go to his website, rostenwu.biz. That's R-O-S-T-E-N-W-O-O dot B-I-Z. My name is Rostin Wu, and I'm an artist and a designer and a writer and this into that. Can we start sure. with Willowbrook? And yeah, we, how did that happen? How did you become the artist for that yeah. initiative? Well, let's see. I, I think, you know, at, back in, you know, it's like, as, as we were talking earlier, yeah, it's like my sense of time book. is like completely warped now, so I have no idea. I think it, I think it must have been like 2012, maybe even 2011. Um, all these people started forwarding me this uh, kind of R, RFQ from the county. Request like, for oh, qualification. Yeah, th- yeah, they were just asked for you to send in like, you know, work samples for this project that was to create like, I think they were describing it as um, creative visioning tools. Um, and so I had done a lot of work in that vein, you know, so that, that project that I was just talking about, the, the blocks and lots game about zoning kind of as it fits in that vein. But, you know, for the decade before that, I had been um, running this organization in New York called the Center for Urban Pedagogy, which basically just does that kind of work. I mean, we, we would build these teams of educators, artists and designers and kind of advocates, and then we'd produce these educational materials. And a lot of times it was about land use, so we produced you know, you know, tons of different like community trainings about like what is affordable housing and um, how do you get involved with the uniform land use review process and yada yada. So you know, that working in that specific spot of like finding new ways for people to um, be engaged and and enter into like all these kind of arcane land use issues um, is sort of something that's really fascinating to me. Because, you know, and I I just as a little digression, like the reason why. I think, <laughs> though, you know, it's always hard to know for sure what your reasoning is, but, you know, it's like that's one of the places where people have, you know, A, there's, it's kind of mandated that there's a public process around land use stuff. You know, there has to be some sort of public review, but a lot of times that public review is just completely perfunctory and, you know, no one actually really wants anyone's input and it's kind of an under, unused forum, you know, and, and it's a lot of times unused because it's, you know, deliberately broken, you know, but it's, it is still nonetheless like kind of this like little spot where there's sort of like already like an obvious hook for people to be engaged. Um, And, you know, land use to me is like one of the most, uh, you know, it's a place where you kind of have, it has this really direct impact on your life. So if you're going to have some sort of active direct participation in, you know, the political world, um, land use is a really you know, central place to do that. You know, it's kind of like literally where the rubber hits the road of like someone's like engagement with like, what kind of world do I want to live in? You know, mm-hmm. um, so a lot of the work that I'm interested in is trying to figure out, can you intervene in that that set of issues and create tools to help um, 
help people generate different outcomes, outcomes that are more related to what, you know, to what they want, <laughs> you know, how can right. you kind of build power build, build people's ability to, um, to advocate for, for the conditions they want in their life. Uh, so, okay. So I'd done a lot of work in that vein. People started sending me this RFQ that was sort of like, oh, you need to have like, you know, skills as a designer. You need to know how to you know, make maps and you need to have like experience doing community out outreach and engagement. And, you know, it's sort of, well, you know, reading it was sort of like, oh, this is like, like it felt like, and I'm, you know, I'm sure this is not true, but it felt like, oh, this was written for me. Like they, <laughs> somebody wanted me to apply That's for this. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and it's, it's like, it's a, it's a pretty weird, you know, it's not like a skill set that like everybody has, but it sort of seemed right. like, okay, this is actually overlaps, like all the things I really do do. So I thought, you know, I, I would, um, I would, uh, I would apply. So, yeah, so they basically, I, I, you know, people sent to me like, this looks like something you'd be into. And indeed it, it was, I was interested in it. I, I was still pretty new to LA. I'd never been to Willowbrook. And so, um, so, you know, but I threw my hat in the ring and then, um, and then they, they picked me, you know, like, so I don't really know much beyond that, like the process. Uh, but it was sort of like a, you know, it was like an interesting on onboarding because, you know, I never really spent time in Willowbrook. I kind of like went down there, biked around sort of like the day of the interview. And then, um, and then, you know, and then I had this kind of commission to do work there. And that was like my next, my next stop in terms of that neighborhood. And so when I went to kind of the kickoff meeting about, you know, like what, what kind of creative visioning will we do down here? It was one of those meetings where, you know, there's like, four other people there you know like it wasn't like a huge huge community uh showing and then the people there were sort of like how come no one told us about this meeting who is this guy what's going on like why are you doing this um you know it wasn't like this great welcome of like we're really excited to have you here like and, and do this it like it was just kind of like why is this outsider here trying to do a project and like who are you people mm. which i think is a very very legitimate um feeling to have, you know, cause you know, why, who was I? Like, why, why, why was I there? Um, what business did I have being in, in Willowbrook? Um, and so it was a pretty long process just to kind of get to a point where I felt like I had any, um, you know, any footing to, to think about doing a project that, you know, I had to actually spend a lot of time there just talking to people about the history of their involvement with the county, what they what they did want to see, mm -hmm. what their you know prior disappointments had been, things like that, to kind of get a sense of like what 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 was the situation, because um, you know in fact like, and I'm just gonna should I just keep on telling this? I don't like if you have a, if you want ever want to interject or whatever, please no, please no. do. Otherwise, I'm just gonna you know keep on <laughs> keep on rolling, um, but. Uh, but we got there, people were very skeptical, and it turned out, you know, that that they had already just been through a visioning process with the kind of this other firm, Gensler. You know, like there'd oh. already been this pretty um, extensive visioning process, you know, the year before. And the reason I should say, you know, the the commission was really like to produce these creative visioning tools um, in conjunction with all of this reinvestment that was happening in the area. So they're reopening the MLK uh, hospital. They were doing that metro station. They were doing these streetscape improvements. So it was the thought was we're going to put all this money into the project, 
so yeah, so you know, you showed up and then it was like, well, we've already done a bunch of visioning and frankly, we're not really that interested in doing any more visioning. So it, at that point, it kind of, you know, the, the project really had to change in order for it to be something, uh, something that I felt okay about, you know, doing. Um, you know, it seemed like, you know, and I, this is sort of when I talk about the project, I often refer to this, but it's like when I spent some time in the library looking at the history of Willowbrook um, and Watts and Compton, sort of adjacent communities, you know, I was, you're able to find all these plans from like, you know, from the seventies and from the nineties kind of saying like, okay, we need to figure out how to like save this community. Like we came up with this plan and like one of them from the seventies was sort of like, you know, like people's patience is growing very thin with like, with plans for this area. Um, and then it's like, here's, here's yet another one, you know, and there's no further, like this one's different or anything like that. It's just sort of like, yeah, well, we know people are totally tired of like having, hearing these plans, but here's another one. And so people really have what I think, you know, sometimes referred to as like planners, planners fatigue. And also there's a lot of like planners blight, like situations where something had been promised and a lot of stuff had been taken out of the community and then what nothing had ever been delivered. So it's just a place that had been, I think really, um, kind of stung by a lot of their interactions with the county and interactions with the planners or from outside experts trying to come in and like help in some way. And I just didn't want to be part of that dynamic of like, okay, let's dream up some visions about what you could be and what you could do. And then I'll like collect my check and then, you know, it'll be someone else's problem. You know, like that just seemed like a really uh, cynical approach to being an artist involved in a community. and so it took a long time and, you know, and the county was very receptive to it, but we basically had to kind of rewrite the entire contract and the proposal to kind of match the circumstances and be like, okay, well, like, how do we actually figure out what, what might be useful? So what kind of ended up being seeming like the thing to do, I mean, I kind of came up with these like ground rules of how I wanted to proceed. And like, one of them was like, I want to make sure that whatever I do could be something that is valuable or has that, you know, the chance of being valuable, even if there's no further action whatsoever. Like I didn't want to make some sort of planning document that was like predicated on someone else later on implementing some of it. You know, it seemed like there just been so many projects of that type that Mm -hmm. I wanted to have something at least that, you know, within the bounds of like the six months to a year that I can be here, we can say like, that was cool. We're glad we did that or, or right. you know, participate in that. Um, you know, and then the other thing is I really wanted it to be, I guess, about the neighborhood itself as it was um, and not just sort of a collection of what people wished it were or something or what they want changed. There is, if you have, if you have in your mind that there's something really valuable to and something to appreciate in a place and you go seeking that, you're really likely to find it, you know, and if you go to a place like expecting to see problems or like, you know, if you're like, oh, well, this place is, um, you know, it, it has all these issues and there's going to be like gang violence and da, da, da. like, sure, you can, you can see that. But, you know, if you go and, you know, you kind of see what you expect to see. Um, and so what I wanted to do was kind of produce something that was about, you know, really trying to see, see what the amazing parts of Willowbrook were and, and, and find a way to communicate that to the planners and the people who are involved mm-hmm. in, um, in, in all these decisions about the community. So it's like, if we could deliver that as a document of like a, our vision for Willowbrook, maybe that would help change the dynamic there of, of which I think was, you know, essentially like, you know, and this is an oversimplification, but essentially, you know, 
thinking of it as a, pro a place of, with problems that maybe planners or someone from the county could help fix. Like, how do we how do we come in here and, and change some things to make this place better or like make these people healthier? Um, instead of just sort of figuring out like what's here and like what's what actually could we support that's already going on here right and so that became the basis of it which you know it's a home and garden tour essentially is the format is like you know this is something that's done in a lot of the other parts of the second district um, but n never in Willowbrook like could we kind of organize a home and garden tour here um, as a way to celebrate you know what are obviously some like really well you know just like very beautiful places that people have spent a lot of time maintaining one of the mm -hmm. things that's unique about willowbrook is it has these really deep lots um and so you can't really see them very easily from the street but you know a lot of times people have these huge backyards and you can sort of see like oh you've got like some like chickens and like this whole like you know like you know like kind of mini agricultural operation going back there or you have horses or you know people would just have these like kind of you know you'd look at the front of the house and you'd think oh like that's that's probably just like enough room for you know, whatever, a, a one bedroom house. And then you see like, oh, it goes back and back and back. Mm -hmm. um, so the idea was to kind of take that, you know, can you take it kind of beyond like the drive by urbanism of like what you can see from the, from your car? Like if you actually spend time there, you know, and, and can you kind of pull out some of like the stories and like the, the views that you can have if, if you're, if you're deeper, deeper in. So in a way, these houses, um, what, what do you call that kind of a lot or house? Is there... With like a, a really deep lot? Yeah. I, I don't... Mean, deep lot? I'm deep sure, lot yeah. Housing? Deep lot housing? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, it sounds like that, that's a metaphor for the, for the project. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. you could say that. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Now, it's, it's, the, uh, it's not like... You know, I, I don't really like this terminology, but what they call shotgun houses yeah you know where they're long and yeah yeah and uh, narrow in a sense yeah that's different right and they're not california bungalows yeah well i mean it's i mean the, the houses are, are diverse like there's all kinds of different types oh, of houses you're, there. you're talking about the but lot. the actual lot ah, is really okay, long so you know there's people configure them all kinds of ways there were oh. definitely some houses where they just like this was like addition 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 you could like as you could see like generations of additions as you went from the front to the back of the house oh. other ones it was still just like a really small house and then you walk back and it's like this whole kind of you know like green world in the back you know oh. it's just a giant garden you know, all, you know, people, as people do, like, you know, have different, different ideas and they right. were all kind of cultivating their own, like little, you know, kind of, a, of a, their own, you know, ideal place. You know, I think I, you know, I knew pretty early on that whatever I did had to had to be done kind of in conjunction with, you know, some of like the, you know, the, some of the key institutions there, like the Boys and Girls Club or the, you know, some of the churches, you know, it had to sort of like connect to those, um, those things in an organic way and be something that people felt like they could just kind of like feel good about, you know, sending their community to and like participating in. Um, if that if that makes sense and so you know we kind of came on the idea of of like a a home and garden tour just through trying to trying to figure out what would be the kind of like most straightforward kind of format i guess for people to 
to um to to share you know because it seemed like one of the things that really struck me about the the place was that there was there was it is a very private community like it's not there's not a lot of public space and you don't necessarily get a sense of oh everyone kind of comes out together and hangs out together but it's sort of a place where it, you know i guess it's you call it you know a bedroom community where people kind of go and you know they've all kind of like cultivated their own kind of private world and so trying to figure out like well what's a way that we could kind of bring that private world out in public you know like i like to try to you know use a very familiar format and then kind of push it to like a a kind of weirder result if that makes sense so it's like the home and garden tour is like you know like everybody you know you could you don't have to explain what that is like everyone knows what that is um and so it's an easy sell it's an easy ask to be like oh we're doing a home and garden tour you're not like oh do you want to be part of my art project where you know i'm doing this thing <laughs> yeah right. um, becomes suspect <laughs> if you say it yeah like way. it's not this complex thing but it's right. like well, what if a home and garden tour also included you know people's vehicles and also you know what if we kind of expanded what could be kind of shown off in the home and garden oh, tour and what if nice. we kind of included you know more of like kind of the history and stories of of the community as a whole kind of wove that through so you know there's all these kind of like modifications to the format mm-hmm. well so there it kind of was there was like a bunch of different iterations so oh, we okay. we we asked to photograph people's houses first as kind of like it's a low-hanging ask like it's just you know there's just two people we're going to photograph you know right. make a nice picture we'll give you a copy da, da, da. and then once we started like doing the photographs and gotten conversations and chatting we would be like hey we, would you want to be part of this home and garden tour um, and, you know, after people were sort of familiar with and kind of like understood the idea of the project, you know, then, you know, you kind of people kind of got on board to like actually opening up their house to strangers. And that was like the next ask. Um, so we made like a first round of photographs and then we had this uh, kind of this block party event to kind of show those photographs. Um, so we had, you know, the photographs installed. We had uh, the Centennial High School marching band playing. There's this all-female banda group that played. Um, a children's church choir played. So we had sort of all these different kind of comp- constituents of the community coming out with their, um, you know, sort of like one organizing theory I have of, of projects is like, you know, if you if everyone's in the play, you'll make sure that you have a lot of people come to the play, right. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. So, so it, just, it just kind of was That's like, good. you know, so if we have all these different groups of people that are from really different parts of the community, um, performing or making food or whatever, it kind of naturally they all draw like you know even if they all just draw like their their parents or like their sister or brother, like right. you quickly have like four hundred people, you know what I mean? So um, so that was sort of the idea, sort of to draw everybody out, get them to see some of the photographs, and then that became like a, also part of the outreach of like okay now that you've seen what the photographs look like, you're kind of interested in this. Would you want to kind of you know what could we get more people to kind of be part of part of the book? So we sort of did a bunch of kind of repeated events to kind of keep on building, oh. building interest. There was definitely a period where, uh, you know, uh, Pastor Glass, one of the people who was like, really influential to kind of shaping the project and kind of was one of the first people to really get interested in like kind of what the possibilities of, of it might be you know she was like this is a cool idea but i think that no one's gonna really want to do it you know like <laughs> oh. yeah she was really you know she's like i'll pass out flyers and ask people at the church you know and see if people are up for it but like i'm not totally sure if anyone's gonna be on board so it's very discouraging at first of like you know oh like you know who 
who will want to participate in this? And there's like a long period kind of when, you know, we had the idea of what we wanted to do. We were, uh, kind of waiting for the County to give us approval on the wording of the invitations or something like that. So there's maybe like a four, four month period of like kind of waiting before we actually went out and started to like ask people to be part of the project. And, um, at that point I was like, Oh, this is, no one's going to want to do this. This is going to be a total disaster. Mm. Um, and I was like, well, maybe I'll get like 10 people and it'll be enough to make like a zine, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like that yeah, was sort of like the thinking at that moment is like, this right. is, this isn't, this is me, me it might not work. And that's something that like a lot of the projects that I do, there's always, you know, I guess with any kind of creative work, there's, you know, there's a chance it might not work and that's sure. part of what makes it interesting. Right. But you know, when you are working with, um, a whole bunch of people that you know have no they don't need to participate in your project for any reason it's up to them entirely and they don't you know you've tried to make it interesting to them but you don't know if anyone's going to want to come right. you know to your party essentially um mm. there was a long period where i was like i don't know if this is going to work at all um but then as we started to walk around the neighborhood i um i was able to hire a friend of mine who is a really great community organizer and was just very skilled at canvassing in general. Oh. Um, we just started walking the whole walk. You know, we walked every block um, of the neighborhood, you know, multiple times, you know, passing out, you know, cards with information about the project, coming back to photograph. Um, Elise Emder um, yeah. made the photographs in the book. Um, you know, people immediately understood it and wanted to be part of it. You know, I think it was something where it was very clear quickly, like, Oh, this actually kind of responds to some genuine kind of interest that's here. You know, like people were like, Oh, like you're from the County and you want to recognize that I actually have done a lot of work on my house and garden and that it's really great. Like, and at yes, this point, please. this is, this is the home and garden tour. This is yeah. to participate, open up their house yeah. to strangers yeah. for during this home and garden tour. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, and I think people understood the project on exactly the terms that it was proposed of like, okay, like, yeah, I, I definitely do feel like the county doesn't recognize this, uh, this neighborhood as the beautiful place that it is. And I, and I actually want to be involved in like changing that perception. And I also have this beautiful garden and I, I want to be recognized for that. So I think it was, it was very heartening once we actually got out there, like how many people were like, oh yeah, look, I'm totally into it. Long answer to your and question. then the event yeah was that a weekend or yeah it was a weekend event um and so you know there was you know as I, as I mentioned we had kind of a bunch of different musical acts we had um there was one of the people that we met uh while canvassing had like a kind of portable like pecan wood like barbecue operation mm. kind of in like a like this amazing kind of like trailer sh shed thing, you know, and it was, it wasn't, wow. it wasn't like he had a active food truck thing. It was just like his hobby. Right. Um, you know, another set of people, uh, Conwood. yeah, that was, that was his thing. I don't, I don't I, really know enough about barbecue to know, like if that comes from a specific tradition, it's very Texas. Yeah. Okay. Conwood. Yeah. Or South. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he, that was really great barbecue. There was like a family that we kind of encountered in their backyard making like this gigantic pot of mole. And we were like, hey, would you Ooh. would you make this for our event? And they were like, sure. You know, so we were able to kind of get them signed up as a vendor with the county. So it was this kind of thing of just like everything was oh, the whole, you know, great. 
it was, you know, essentially just like a neighborhood block party that had been kind of produced from all these different parts of the neighborhood that, you know, in some ways, like, you know, in a, in a neighborhood that has a lot of organization to it already, you can imagine that's something that it just happens already, you know, but this happened to be a place where there were a lot of different, I think, communities that didn't have a lot of interaction with each other, right? So mm -hmm. you have like a really large Spanish-speaking population um, that's sort of the more recent neighborhood uh, residents. Then you have um, this African-American population that's been there, you know, for multiple generations. Um, and, you know, they really don't have a lot of overlap or community institutions that connect them. So this was also kind of producing a little bit of like, not necessarily connective tissue, but just sort of a chance for those kind of like interactions to happen. Right. Almost an excuse to interact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then we had um, a set of bus buses um, that went around around the neighborhood. Karen Mack from LA Commons oh. was sort of like the MC kind of like uh, leading the bus tours. And those are all all the people who are showing off their homes or, or gardens or, you know, in some oh. cases it's like there's like these retired truck drivers who have just like a dog training club that's like all volunteer, you know, but on this giant lot and they've built all these like, you know, uh, a course for the dogs to like, like to obstacle do. Course. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, you know, so all these kind of like interesting things that are in, are in the neighborhood that, you know, it's like you really might not um, ever, you know, it's, you know, and I think a lot of neighborhoods are like this where like you see, you see things you're curious about them, but like you might never have an opportunity to figure out or find out what, you know, what it is. Right. And so the book yeah. comes out after all of that. I mean, it gets printed after all of that. Yeah. So after all that, we we uh, we finally printed up the book, um, and then there is another like little party to like distribute the book, and then um, and then they were available to the library. And then the other kind of major site for it, the project really is is at the is like it's for the county government. You know, it's for people who work at, at Metro or work for the Arts Commission or work at um, you know DOT. Uh, it's like those are people, who, anybody who's assigned to work in Willowbrook is kind of given a copy of the book is the idea. Oh. And, you know, at this point, who knows, who knows who gets them at now, but I think a lot of people, you know, for the first couple of years, like a lot of people who work in Willowbrook were given them. And, and, and the idea was that, you know, now you have a really different way to kind of think about the neighborhood and think about what's, what's in it. Who am I, who am I planning for? What are the resources here? Um, but it is, you know, I think that there is, a, there is like an interesting role for outsiders to play in a community. But I think if there's, you know, anything that's true of Willowbrook is that, you know, it's a place where like giving resources and support and kind of opportunities to, to people within Willowbrook, you know, that's, that's more missing in my mind than, than getting more outsiders to come in and kind of see what they can see. I feel like right. you know, a lot of parts of South Central have had a lot of that phenomenon, right? Of, of like every now and again, there's sort of like a major, you know, LA uprising type event. And then suddenly the, all these outsiders want to come and like help or do something or da, da da And then they all kind of recede and like the funding dries up and da da da. And it's like, you know, really if something like the communication arts Academy or like these amazing kind of, community arts programs that had been started there had been able to kind of keep their resources. Like who knows what amazing work could have, could be coming out of, of Willowbrook now. Like mm -hmm. I, I do, do feel like, you know, to me that's, 
you know that that's the what the future of arts funding should look like in, in LA is like being able to really put resources into communities to do projects within those communities so you have that kind of continuity of generations of artists and all that kind of stuff but you know that's my little soapbox about yeah no about county you. arts you know yeah that concludes another episode of Visitings. Thank you to Rostin Wu for taking the time to speak with us. Again, you can find out more at rostinwu.biz. You can find more episodes of Visitings Radio Show at SoundCloud, iTunes, dublab.com, or our website, visitings.net. If you visit us on SoundCloud or iTunes, please leave a comment so more people can learn about our show. I'd appreciate that. Uh, thanks, as always, to the Echo Park Film Center and Dub Lab for their support. I'm Alan Nakagawa, sitting in my living room in Koreatown, saying thank you for listening to Visitings. Thank you.